Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is the Big K Morning Show. Larry Richard, Marty Griffin off until Thursday, part of our big warm-a-thon day. We'll give you more details about that. Susie Cole from our news team is in hello, studio hello. with me. And Susie, as you well know... Uh, last hour, we got a call from Toronto, Canada. We did. Radio station. It's uh, World Radio Day, and they wanted to know about the history of KDK, the world's first commercial radio station. And I said, Pittsburgh has a lot of firsts, and this one is pretty amazing. And to celebrate Black History Month, we want to introduce you to a special person, John Moon. And John, former Freedom House paramedic and retired assistant chief of Pittsburgh EMS. John, Good morning. Good morning to you. Thank you very much for uh, this opportunity. Hello, John. When Hi, we, how are you, Susie? I'm doing well. When we talk about FIRST, tell us the significance of the Freedom House Ambulance Service. Well, that's, that's pretty interesting. The significance is we were the very first paramedics uh, in, the, in this country, if not the world. Uh, we began in 1967 and... Um, lasted until 1975 when Pittsburgh EMS uh, consumed uh, the service and the personnel. Uh, but everything that every paramedics do in this country today, uh, Freedom House Ambulance Service did it uh, back in the 60s up until 1975. Uh, we actually wrote the very first paramedic manual that every paramedic in the United States uh, had to read in order to become a paramedic. So, John, I have to ask, have you been there from the beginning? Uh, I started in 1972 uh, and was there until um, it uh, closed in 1975. Uh, but most of the people that I work with uh, were there, you know, from the very beginning, from 1967 up until that time. Okay. Yeah, in Pittsburgh's Hill District. Yeah, and so and so being a part of this for some time, you know, what does it mean to you, this month-long display at the city co county building? You know, how, how cool is it to see this come to fruition for all the hard work that you put in? Well, it, it, it's uh, actually bringing the desires of my heart uh, to fruition, uh, primarily because after spending 34 years with the city of Pittsburgh, um, I was well aware that very few people had ever heard of Freedom House. So I kind of, I'm on this mission right now uh, to kind of bring this part of history that had been dormant or uh, covered up uh, for almost well over 50 years, I want mm -hmm. it brought to the surface. And I, I'm, I really want the world to know uh, how EMS actually started. Uh, it wasn't in California or Los Angeles or Seattle or Miami or Jacksonville. 
right here in Pittsburgh's Hill District. Yeah, I've, that's significant. We're with uh, Pittsburgh, former uh, Pittsburgh EMS. Uh, you were with the uh, U.S. as the assistive chief of the EMS, but Freedom House paramedic. I think a lot of people are unaware that this even existed and, and should be proud of the work that you and the other men and women have done. Uh, you're absolutely correct, and this is, to me, it's a testament uh, to that hard work, and I, I, I really can't thank you all enough for this opportunity to, to talk about this rich part of history uh, because it, it really warms my heart. Uh, and as I look back over the years I spent with Freedom House and Pittsburgh EMS and then looking at Pittsburgh EMS today with its first uh, African-American chief, uh, it makes my heart smile. Yeah, and I'm reading here, too, Freedom House EMT training. I mean, they're still training EMTs to be a part of the Bureau. And and you're absolutely correct. And, and one of the things that uh, Pittsburgh EMS was working on and I did while I was there is trying to make sure that was a – uh, equal level of diversity within the department. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, the challenge that Pittsburgh EMS has dealt with over the years. And it, it's kind of making it a priority uh, today as we speak. You know, August Wilson, uh, as you well know, uh, born in the Hill District, there's a museum there. Uh, there are a lot of firsts in, in the Hill District, and including jazz music as a hotbed on Wiley Avenue and widely known around the world, but a lot of this not so well-known here. I think we need to do a better job, all of us, to highlight uh, the people who have overcome tremendous obstacles. And I agree with you 100%, and uh, I really, really appreciate that opportunity because there are people that unfortunately live in the Hill today that had never heard of Freedom House and its offices from the very beginning was right there on Center Avenue, uh, directly next door to the new Granada Theater, which is a historic landmark. Mm-hmm. Something that I, I took note of while you were speaking, whenever I asked you about the EMT training, was you want this program to be diverse. Over your time with the program and, you know, just watching it grow over the years, how have you watched this, you know, maybe specifically the EMT training um, become more diverse? Or how have you taken that initiative? Well, uh, really, it, it was a challenge. Uh, I initiated and designed the first diversity recruitment program back in 1990 when I was uh, with Pittsburgh EMS. And that program lasted uh, up until roughly about 2002, 2003, uh, all while I was there. Mm-hmm. And um, it was very, very successful that it became the normal way of hiring for Pittsburgh EMS. That was uh, always a diversified class of EMTs and or paramedics during mm-hmm. that time frame. And I patterned my training after Freedom Houses, where we introduced people that had no concept of what an EMT was or a paramedic and placed them into a training program similar to what Pittsburgh EMS is doing today. And all of this started again in 1967 at the height of a lot of racial tensions in the country. And this was the one of the most positive outgrowths humanly possible, and all of Pittsburgh should be very proud of the Freedom House Ambulance Service. Again, on display at the city-county building and lobby until the end of the month, and sponsored in part by AARP Pennsylvania. And, of course, we're very proud to be 
a media partner with you as well to celebrate you and the men and women who have served us all. So thank you, John. And thank you, Larry and Susie. And I really appreciate this opportunity and um, it fulfills the desires of my heart. So I can't thank you guys enough. No problem, John. You're so sweet. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> John Moon, former Freedom House paramedic and retired assistant chief of Pittsburgh EMS. Please, we encourage you to go visit and learn more about the Freedom House Ambulance Service from our Hill District. Check out Rick Dayton's Drive at 5, top stories of the day every weekday afternoon, brought to you by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. When disaster strikes, demand the yellow van. And every Tuesday at this time, we check in with our colleague Lynn Hayes, pre-Lind. Lynn, good morning. Good morning. You guys have been very busy today. Yeah, so it's been a, been a busy day. So <laughs> Marty will be back on Thursday, and he's been very open about he's having some throat issues, so he's having his throat stretched, which, God bless him, man. I mean, for all the, you know, we joke about it, uh, but Marty's very generous man, and uh, when it comes to anybody's physical condition, obviously – Wish him the best. Hope everything works out, but he'll be back with us on Thursday. I'm just glad. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I'm glad he's not running a marathon like I initially thought. That well, would have just been. I have to laugh <laughs> because Lynn, I said Marty's doing a marathon, marathon Thursday, on Thursday, and I'm seven like, to three. He's getting his throat stretched. How <laughs> in the world? See. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, I'll tell you what, though. I I got to share with you, and I know you are aware of the story his wife Christine Sorensen did with. Mm-hmm. Our colleague, John Burnett, who retired uh, several years ago, but is dealing with what they have diagnosed as some sort of CTE, which I guess prior to this test that Christine was talking about and researched, the only way to know if that was the case was post-mortem. Did right. you happen to see the story? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I was riveted by it. You know, just by way of background, you know, we were all in town in December for the Children's Hospital uh, show. And uh, Patrice King-Brown went to see John uh, while she was in town. So she shared a lot of that visit with me while we were there. And, uh, you know, I had recollections of John uh, when we were all still at the station and and we kind of just thought he was becoming forgetful, which we all do. So it was um, interesting and somewhat relieving to have this now have a diagnosis and in true to John Burnett fashion to, and his family to participate in a study that could benefit so many others. And I think that was the takeaway for me. Well, it's emotional because this is someone you know and have worked with yep. and spent a lot of time with back on his evening magazine days. And he worked very closely with Patrice. And then, of course, uh, with uh, Marty's wife, Christine, and then all of us and it to mm-hmm. see somebody decline like that just makes you feel helpless and so many people are dealing with loved ones dealing with memory issues and it's really hard and i think the takeaway was he and his wife debbie's willingness to share this hoping that would it help somebody and when, when christine asked him about it uh, it was very, very powerful. I miss being able to to start a conversation like ours and see it through to the end and feel like I've accomplished something. And in doing so, very courageous, I think, for them to share this story. 
Oh, without a doubt. And you know, Larry, you, you create this scenario of our working relationship with John, but you and I also came up through an era where so many former Steelers have been dealing, former athletes are dealing with this very same issue. So I think, you know, for those of us who grew up in Pittsburgh, whether it's watching the Steelers or watching John Burnett on television, um, this is very personal. This, this hit very personally. And yeah, now we're seeing it firsthand in somebody we know mm-hmm. very, very well. But I think also the irony is that Pittsburgh's been one of the leading research centers uh, for all of this and surrounding concussions and all the things that go with it. So, uh, again, I applaud John and Debbie for their bravery and Christine for bringing this to light. Absolutely. Absolutely. Meanwhile, uh, there's a convergence of a lot of things tomorrow. This is Fat Tuesday. Do you celebrate <laughs> Mardi Gras? Not really. You know, I mean, my my dream was always to go to the New Orleans area for Mardi Gras, but I've, I have yet to do it. It's still on my bucket list. A couple times I did make gumbo, uh, but no, I don't really. Celebrate. You got to make a hurricane. Oh, yeah. Paul you know described what a hurricane it. is? Oh. Paul Rasmussen, he, yeah, he's he's got to come back on and tell us the ingredients because I forget because there was just a lot of alcohol. It was kind of like a fruity version of a Long Island yeah. iced tea. Well, it sounds like my kind of drink, but I, I don't know. I don't see Paul Rasmussen as drinking a hurricane. Oh, Maybe there's another oh, side he, that I don't he know. He told me oh. he had some. All right, Paul, have you ever had a hurricane? Oh, yourself? absolutely, I've had a hurricane. What? This morning? Because yeah, it this appears morning? like it. The cheese, yeah. Let me get the ingredient list up. Oh, you'll love this. Yeah. Uh, Lynn, meanwhile, uh, I want to mention again this Freedom House Ambulance Service. You were aware of this and the great work they've done for decades when they started oh, in 1967. Well, remember, I am a product of the Hill District, uh, third generation Hill District. So uh, I vaguely remember the big hoopla when Freedom House was first getting off the ground. Uh, my dad always worked in real estate. He worked. Uh, he managed a number of public housing communities back in those days. And Freedom House Ambulance Services literally saved people's lives. Amen. All right, Paul, do you have the ingredients for Lynn? I do, but I just first want to say that uh, I'm working on a story for us later today on your interview with uh, Freedom House. That was an amazing interview. Yeah, John is yeah. a special person. Is, John absolutely. Moon. Uh, the ingredient list, two ounces of light rum. Two ounces of dark rum. Okay. <laughs> one ounce of lime juice. One ounce of orange juice. One half ounce of passion fruit puree. A half ounce of simple syrup. One teaspoon of grenadine. And garnish with uh, orange and cherry. Hmm. Sounds like something you'd try. Goes, hmm. <laughs> it, sound, it sounds very good. Now, I don't know how many of those I could have could consume. And I don't know if I would be able to walk if I did consume them. But I'd be willing to give that hurricane a try. Yeah, I, I would I would do one, see how it goes. Well yeah, don't you travel around now town and find yeah. all these cool places? It, see, that's what I'm saying. We gotta we gotta convince PJ. Now I I should have been in New Orleans today. Our news director, PJ, should have sent you to New Orleans. I agree. Yeah. Uh, Meanwhile I don't know. first she lobbied <laughs> to go to Sarasota to go to baseball right. training camp. Now it's uh Mardi Gras. Ba- baseball oh, training nice, camp, Susie. Mardi Gras. Uh, Lynn, yeah. I feel like <laughs> if we're really trying to cover things let's do it well let me let's be honest with you, you you almost sent me to punksy i tried if i'm gonna go to punksy i'm gonna go to these other fun you could places. have been on gobbler's knob but no i could have been wearing a top hat 
Well, listen, Lynn, every day is Marty Gras for me. I'll just oh, leave right. it at that. You'll leave it right there. That's a good place to leave it. All right. When we come back, more with Lynn Hayes Freeland, and we're going to check on somebody directly affected by the closing of the Monroeville Convention Center next. And every Tuesday at this time, we check in with Lynn Hayes Freeland. Larry Richard Marty's back on Thursday for our big warmathon supporting Dollar Energy Fund presented by MediConnect. Susie Cool is here from our newsroom. And Lynn, you heard us talking about the Monroeville Convention Center now closing June 1. Anyone booked after that got the boot. And you you remember when it was a Wix furniture too, don't you? Lynn? Did we lose Lynn? Oh, no. All right. Well, we have Jody. Jody yeah. Colella is the owner and founder of Wedding Flea Market, who utilizes the Monroeville Convention Center a couple of times a year. Good morning. Good morning. So Hello. what was your reaction? How did you find out that they were closing the Monroeville Convention Center? I actually received um, a letter um, attached to an email from the, I want to say she was one of the event coordinators, and it was blindsiding and it was very vague, but um, I reached out and they just explained, um, in essence, what we all heard yesterday, um, that it was, uh, I thought it was just a temporary thing. It was very much a permanent um, closure, and it was blindsiding because I'm just a small little, you know, business, and this uh, I have to. I've already announced that I was having the fall event, and now I have to rethink all of that. So, and that's that's the tricky part is of rethinking everything. Where do you where do you even begin to rethink, or where do you try and look to have these events that you've been promoting now? Right. Well, it's interesting because what was unique about what my event was is that. My the people that buy booths at our event are not vendors. They're newlyweds, <clears throat> excuse me, trying to buy, you know, trying to sell their extra or their leftover wedding items. So I certainly can't charge the the rate that, say, a Steel City Con can charge somebody for a booth. So what's unique about that in my case for this is that my um, strategy going forward is to look at wedding venues and event venues that are large enough because we get a ton of people at the same time who we have the same customer base so to me that's kind of a no-brainer and i've always kind of thought about that i actually have a wedding venue uh station house seven in delmont but it's way too small or i would have it there um, but we get such a influx at the same time because everybody wants to shop at the same time and I think we've reestablished contact, Lynn Hayes Freeland. Lynn, you remember I mentioned back in the day used to be a Wix furniture there. It was one one point the Monroeville Expo Mart. They reconfigured those buildings there. Uh, I, I don't know where else in Monroeville. This is a big destination point. It's got to hurt the businesses, Lynn, don't you think? I think across the board, it is a major loss. I mean, let's be honest. There are a lot of people who would prefer not to travel into downtown Pittsburgh, who would prefer not to uh, walk the miles um, that it feels like to, to use the David L. Lawrence Convention Center. Uh, yes, I do remember Wix. Um, I find it curious that they're now saying that Hobby Lobby will be a retailer, but there will be other retail space available. In the meantime, uh, folks like Jody are kind of 
up the creek, so to speak. And Jody, I got to tell you, I love the idea. I went through this process recently with my daughter's wedding and we did, we sold a lot of her stuff online, but to have a, a venue that you can go to and, and bring your stuff is awesome. And finding other wedding venues makes perfect sense. Oh, wait, can Jody hear me? Yeah, Jody, could you hear Lynn? I couldn't hear anything, no. Oh. <laughs> it just dawned on me that she, <laughs> she basically was supporting the fact that, you know, this is a big it, a hit to the economy in Monroeville. So, a hundred percent. And what and are you going to do? I'm actually a resident of Monroeville. So, what's your plan? So, my plan is to look into uh, like large event venues, and we share the same customer base. So, this might be a great way to segue into that direction. Mm-hmm. Well, we wish you all the best. And are you going to this public meeting tonight at 7? Oh, I didn't know about it, but I might be now. We would love yeah. to have an update if yeah. you go if tonight. You, if you go, since you're a resident and a business person, uh, let us know. And we'd love to okay. follow yeah. up tomorrow morning if you can. Okay, I will um, look at my schedule and try to, to make this meeting. I think it's pretty imperative that I go. All right. Awesome. Thanks, Jody. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Jody Kalela, owner and founder of the Wedding Flea Market. So get more reaction after this public meeting tonight. Mm-hmm. So, Lynn, I don't know if, you know, that's kind of the intermediate size if you've been there to that convention center. Oh, yeah, I've been there many times, many times. Uh, yeah, it's definitely a big loss. Uh, as I said, I know a lot of people that don't like to drive into downtown. They don't like to maneuver downtown. They don't like to park downtown. So the Monroeville Convention Center was a great alternative. Um, I went to several events there, and it's just a good size venue. It is absolutely a big loss, and it also makes you wonder. I mean, you got Monroeville Mall right there that there are plenty of open storefronts in the mall. At least there were the last time I was there. I don't know why that could not have been another option for this. All right, Lynn, tomorrow, Ash Wednesday, Valentine's Day, pitchers and catchers report in Bradenton. <laughs> what are you going to do on Wednesday? You know, I am um, I am going to attend Ash Wednesday services, um, you know, my whole life. And I, I grew up in Catholic schools. Uh, my whole life, I always saw Ash Wednesday and ashes on the forehead, and I know you guys talked about this earlier. I always saw it as a Catholic event, uh, but in recent years, I have learned that it is not limited to Catholic the Catholicism, so I'm going to Ash Wednesday service, and then I think I might, I haven't figured out where, go try to find a punchki. <laughs> and then maybe a fried fish. We understand some of the volunteer fire departments here are having some issues. Yeah, and if anybody knows about that, uh, we're trying to get in contact with some of the volunteer fire departments. I'm going to reach out to a couple today. We definitely want to see what's going on with the shortage. I know there's a shortage in volunteers, um, and that's definitely what's affecting those fish fries this Lent season. Oh, I get it, because if you've been in one of those kitchens for just one of them, that's hard work. It is. It is hard, mm-hmm. hard, hot work. Yeah, I was going to say, it, it gets a little steamy. <laughs> All right. It does. Lynn, we pr- right, appreciate it, as always, and we'll talk to you next Tuesday. All right. Have a good one. Lynn Hayes-Freeland on the Big K Morning Show. Coming up, 10 until 2, it's Colin Dunlap. Colin, uh... It's a convergence of a lot of things going on. Harmonic convergence, yes. 
Harmonic convergence. Yes. So do you celebrate Fat Tuesday Mardi Gras anyway? No. A Um, lot lot of people here don't. You know, I'm not a... This is anti-American, I guess, whatever. Okay. I'm not a big New Orleans fan. I've never been. Have you been? A couple times, And and so that's why you say it. Yes. You have the facts to back it up. Covering sports events? Uh, Well, I've covered events at LSU and gone early to New Orleans a couple times. I've gone just to go to New Orleans. And a couple times it's been okay. But, like... I under, there's a great restaurant scene. I get that, whatever. But if you're not in the mood to just rip, roar, and drink, there's not a whole lot of variety to what you mm-hmm. got going on. Well, think about this. The Super Bowl this year was supposed to be originally in New Orleans, but because of Easter being early and Mardi right. Gras, they asked if they could push it back a year, and fortunately they had the new Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Now, that seems like a Super Bowl city. Because there's so much else to do. Yeah, well, that's it'll be in the rotation now. It'll be part mm-hmm. of it. But New Orleans is okay. I found New Orleans to be, I'll be frank, like kind of dingy. Like, so they actually showed um, a view of New Orleans. Bourbon the strip there. Street. Yeah, yeah, Bourbon Street on the TV earlier. You mean East Carson Street. Yeah, East Carson Street. Um, and it looked trashed. And I'm sure it's because everybody's partying, obviously. Yeah. But it's like, it almost looked like somebody burned it. It's it's <laughs> like, it's there's a lot of history and it's on? great and all that, but it's it's not my scene. It just isn't. I the older I get, the fewer people What's I want to be. What's your scene, Colin? You're you're a Sharpsburg guy. I, look, I'm a Millville guy. Give me a, a beach or a a mountain house away from people. The, the older I get, the fewer people I want to be around on my free time. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. My I, I just I don't. It's not that I don't like crowds, but that's where or, I'm, I am. This is my consensus on this because everybody always thinks this is a wild take. From working in sports and being at busy venues all the time, I actually hate busy venues. Like, I hate them. I don't like, mind them. I, I don't know. I, I just, like, I can't stand being around, like, a cluster of people, like, all that stuff. And everybody's like, well, then how do you work in them? And I'm like, because I have, like, back access like i can get to where i need to go i don't have to be among like all the people oh. <laughs> larry's giving me a dirty i don't look. i don't mind crowds i just don't like being don't beholden like other them. people's behaviors well and that too and then you see all that stuff which has seemingly disintegrated somewhat societal over the uh, last few years do you know what we did the last time i was in new orleans just like a year ago or so we flew from here to new orleans my son and i and we spent a day and a half in New Orleans, right down by the Superdome, the, the really nice hotel down there. And then we took the the train, the city of New Orleans, from right along Lake Pontchartrain all the way to Chicago. Oh. And oh, then wow. we spent a day in Chicago and then took the train from Chicago to here. It oh. was awesome. It went all the way. It, it mirrors. The, it stays on this side of the Mississippi. And it just, you, you parallel the Mississippi all the way up through what would be, would be New Orleans, or excuse me, Louisiana, Mississippi, um, parts of Tennessee and Kentucky, uh, then all it, the state of Illinois, and yeah, it, it's a long overnight ride. It's a great ride, but it's overnight. the old like yeah, yeah. You, we got a sleeper car. It was really that's how that's how fast trains go. Yeah, it takes I want to say let's take eighteen hours maybe on the city of New Orleans from New Orleans to Chicago. Okay. What are you wow. doing today? What are you talking Riding about? Riding a train. Uh, Riding a train. Uh, I've got a I got a topic that. I have, you know, uh, Rick Earl. I think Rick Earl does great work on Channel. 11. Yeah, I know Rick, and he's—I think he's done great work for years. He had a report two days ago that's changed the way I think as a parent. 
changed, made me do not a 180, probably about a 120. I was on the fence thinking about it. His journalism changed the way I think. Wow. As a parent in a decision I would make if I could make it. If I had the power to make it for my kid's school, I'd make it. Coming up, Colin Dunlap. All right, man. Thank you. Thank you, folks. Happy Fat Tuesday. <laughs> we got nothing out there. I know, but aren't there, wasn't it like... Punch keys or something. Yeah. We... There's no king Larry, cake. we have snacks every other day. There's no snacks. Is it lucky or unlucky if you get, have... don't you, you're supposed to get like the baby in the cake or whatever? Yeah, Paul knows. Paul Rasmussen is a Mardi Gras expert. Right. Ask him when you get on. He'll tell you. I will. Thank you. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.